Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we are very excited for another episode of Baseball Talk coming your way as we have some actual meaningful Major League Baseball games to talk about this week because opening day was last Thursday, April 1st, and now we are a week into the season. Plenty of action has already gone down on the field and off the field around Major League Baseball. A lot of stuff to get into, a lot of stuff to talk about, fun, exciting news all around Major League Baseball, and we're looking forward to over the next half an hour here. Trey, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Matt? I'm good. Uh, like, like I said, I'm very excited for all the baseball that we've been able to watch this week, all the baseball that we have to talk about. Uh, I don't know about you, but I signed up for a free trial of MLB.tv on opening day so I could watch the Braves game and whatever other games I wanted to watch. And I was fully intending on canceling it today because it, it's a seven-day free trial. But I think I'm just going to keep it for the rest of the season because I've watched so much baseball this week that I think the whatever you have to pay for it, it's worth it because there's every game is so exciting. There's so many teams that I want to watch this year, like the White Sox, the Padres, get to watch every at-bat from Mike Trout. So uh, I'm not... It sounds like I'm out here promoting, trying to sell MLB.tv. I'm not. I'm just a big fan of it, and I think I'm going to end up keeping it all season. Yeah, I, I think it's been exciting. I have direct TV here, and so I've had, you know, league pass for the, the first week. They just air the game, so I've been able to watch a bunch of games on, on my TV. So uh, it's been uh, pretty fun. Uh, it has been an exciting first week of the season, although there is a little bit of uh, – uh, bad news for one of the top contending teams in Major League Baseball, the San Diego Padres. Their star shortstop, Fernando Tatis Jr., exited their game on Monday night after swinging at a 2-2 two and -two pitch in the third inning against the San Francisco Giants. He fell down to the ground in pain, clutching his arm, left the game. It was later announced that he was dealing with shoulder subluxation, which is a partial dislocation of the shoulder could be really bad, but the Padres have come out and said that this particular case is not as bad as it could have been. Apparently, it's non-surgical, so he will not require surgery. They've placed him on the 10-day injured list. So it seems like they got the best-case scenario out of this injury with Fernando Tatis Jr. Obviously, you never want to see a player of his caliber, or really anyone, get injured in the game. But when he does have an injury, it's good that it can end up being non-surgical and they only have to place him on the 10-day IL, and there's a chance that he could come back very soon for the Padres. Yeah, we, we touched on this at the beginning of the season, you know, the lack of depth at shortstop for the Padres could hurt them, and the fact that this is a short-term injury or what it appears to be a short-term injury is huge for the Padres, and they should be able to cover for him as, as time goes on in these two-week span. Uh, GM AJ Preller has said that Tatis does have full range of motion and apparently he wanted to be in the lineup on Tuesday. Uh, he of course was not. He has been placed on the 10-day injured list. This shoulder issue has been a, a nagging issue according to manager Jace Tingler and he did admit that it might be 
a little bit bigger than they realized. Uh, this this incident on Monday night was the most pain that he has seen Fernando Tatis Jr. in with regards to this shoulder injury. So apparently they've known that there's shoulder issues there, but it's not, or it's just a little bit bigger than they realized. They thought it was a minor issue. Now it has come back to bite them a little bit. But like I said, 10-day injured list. They expect him to be back pretty soon. If he does have to miss extended time, though, they would expect rookie Hassan Kim, who they just signed from Korea over the offseason, to be their first option at shortstop. Would be interesting if he got a, a lot of looks there. We haven't really seen too much from him this season, but I think that Tatis will be back soon. He hasn't gotten off to a very hot start to this season. He's only batting 167. Of course, it's only five games that he's played in, but he's only batting 167. He's also committed five errors in those five games. So not a great start to Tatis, but we do hope that he will be able to recover from this injury quickly and get back on the field for San Diego and back to making the amazing plays that we love to see and back to hitting all the grand slams and home runs that we love to see from Tatis. Yeah, I think you uh, nailed it perfectly on that uh, analysis, Matthew. So over the past week, there have been plenty of exciting moments around Major League Baseball. Trey and I are going to give you our top three moments from the first week of the 2021 MLB season. It's hard to pick just three because it's only been a week, but there have been so many great things happening all around the league. But I think I've narrowed it down to three. And my number one, my top moment, or I don't know, these aren't really in any particular order, but my first one I'm going to give you. They're not in any particular order for me either. Yeah. So my first one that I'm going to give you is Yermin Mercedes of the Chicago White Sox going eight for eight to start the season over the first two games that he played. It's really a, a great story for Mercedes. He signed with the Nationals in 2011. He's from the Dominican Republic. Signed with the Nats in 2011. Played independent ball in 2014 before signing a minor league deal with the Orioles later that year. The White Sox selected him in the 2017 Rule 5 draft, and he made his debut, his MLB debut, late last season. So, signed his first MLB deal in 2011, didn't debut until late last year in 2020. This year, in his first start for the White Sox, he went 5 for 5. And then the next night, he started that game 3 for 3 before he did not get a hit in his next at-bat. So he started off the season 8 for 8 for the White Sox. He's currently batting 565. Phenomenal start for Jeremy Mercedes. Only one weekend of the season, but front runner for Rookie of the Year, MVP. Any award you can give him if he keeps up this pace. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's pretty incredible to kind of start. And another, uh, you know, rookie, so to say, having an incredible start is my, you know, one of my moments is Aki Badu. He, uh, so he starts off with his first, uh, you know, first career hit is a home run in his first bat. bat. Then he gets uh, a grand slam the next night. And then, you know, just just incredible. He he rips a, uh, a walk off against the Twins as someone who bet the Twins and luckily got out of it right before he did that. Uh, it was cool to see, you know, the Tigers off to a, a solid start of the season. You know, this is a young team, obviously, you know, not many expectations. And I forgot AJ Hinch is their manager. And I think that was a really good hire by them. So uh, it, it's pretty interesting to see the start um, by the Tigers. Uh, you know, obviously early on, you know, the, the Orioles were one of the undefeated teams at one point. And obviously that, that, that ended. So. Yeah, that's definitely been fun to watch Akil Badu, his, his hot start to the season for the Tigers. And of course, Mercedes and Badu both playing for American League Central teams, so we'll get to see them in the same game multiple times throughout the course of this season. That should be fun to watch when those two teams go off against each other. 
One of my other top moments, this happened just Tuesday night. Ryan McMahon had the first three home run game of the season. Colorado Rockies, McMahon hit three home runs. Apparently, it's the 22nd time in Rockies history that a home run has been hit on a 3-0 count. The last time that it happened was last season, also by Ryan McMahon, also against Luke Weaver of the Arizona Diamondbacks. So he has done that twice against Luke Weaver, hit a home run on a 3-0 count. It's the 22nd time it's happened in Rockies history. First three-homer game of the season, you got to give him one of the top moments of the week. Yeah, that was a you know, three-home-run game. Is one of the best you can do in a single game. It's it's rare to see. It's always cool to see. And uh, you know, I've had plenty as my uh, in my in the show character, I guess. But other than that, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's a rare to see. I've never seen one, you know, in person. So it was pretty cool to see him get that. Uh, for me, it's uh, my next is something Matt's not gonna like. The struggling start for two teams that we both thought would win the division. Obviously, this is really early. You know, the. Uh, Obviously, the Braves, uh, who are playing right now, are up six to four against the Nationals. But zero and four got swept on the opening weekend, which was not good. As someone who bet with the Braves uh, a couple of times, and then Oakland zero and six to start the year. Both these teams struggling to start out. Obviously, Oakland played Houston and the Dodgers to start out, so it, it was uh, it was definitely difficult to uh, to get a hot start like that, but. That is my number two moment. The struggling starts for two teams we both thought could win their divisions. Obviously, we thought yes. the Braves would win the division. Yeah, it's definitely been interesting to uh, to watch those two teams uh, have a rough start to the season and obviously not fun to watch as a Braves fan. Uh, my number three moment, or my third top moment of the first week of the season, I'm just going to go with the entire Angels-White Sox series. And I, I'm kind of double dipping here because I also included Mercedes' hot start to the season as one of my top moments. But... Overall, this entire Angels-White Sox series was just really fun to watch to begin the season. I mean, in this series, you had Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, Yermi Mercedes, Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, Lucas Giolito. I mean, what more do you need to say other than just listing the players that were in those games? And the Angels, who I think just about everyone in Major League Baseball wants the Angels to make the playoffs because it means that Mike Trout would make the playoffs. They went 3-1 and one in that series. They won the series against the White Sox, who a lot of people think are going to be very good this year. And the Angels went 3-1 and one against them in their opening series. Shohei Otani pitched and hit on Sunday night. It was the game on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. And he pitched and hit in the game. And in that game, he threw the fastest pitch of the season so far at 100.6 miles per hour. He also hit the hardest home run of the season so far at 115 miles per hour. So a historic night from Shohei Otani on the mound and at the plate on Sunday night. He was involved in a collision at home plate later in the game and ended up leaving the game, but Joe Madden said that he didn't leave due to that collision and that he was not injured. He actually has played since then, so he's fine. Of course, Otani has had multiple health issues since debuting with the Angels, so everyone's always cautious and worrying about him, but he's fine. He's been playing since Sunday night, so he is good to go. He's off to a good start to the season. The Angels are off to a good start to the season. They're fun to watch. That entire series with the White Sox was really entertaining to watch. That's that's my third top moment in the season. That's a good pick, Matthew. My third moment also involves the Angels, and it's their series. It, it's it's part of uh, we're finally having fans react to the Houston Astros. <laughs> like finally, we oh, get yeah, these we moments are. like of of just joy, like. 
they got booed a lot in uh in Oakland, which I give them a hats to, but man, some dude took, you know, those those inflatable beer cans and undid it and drew it like a trash can and threw it on the field. They had trash cans out everywhere. You know, this is a whole year too late, and the Astros have looked really good to start the season. But man, it 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 finally feels good to hear some boos at the Houston Astros, like that we we never got. And so um it was uh, cool to see. And honestly, the weirdest sight I've ever seen in a while was a full stadium seeing that, uh, you know, the Rangers finally host a game like with fans at Globe Life Field. So that was weird. Like that was the first time I think we had a full capacity crowd since this all happened. And it was just weird. Like it was weird to see. Um, but, you know, we're having baseball. And then obviously uh, one thing looming large we didn't mention which we probably should touch on a little bit. Obviously, the All-Star game moving out of Atlanta due to political reasons, uh, due to a new voting law in Georgia, and we're not here to get political. All we'll say is this is there's precedent for this. The NBA did this with a law very similar, and and the NCAA. Let's let's add to that. They moved the ACC. The ACC moved a tournament out of out of North Carolina, and they moved games out of North Carolina. Um. And the law, the law obviously got you know removed, and they came back. And so it's we're not here to get political, but you know that's the elephant in the room. We should mention it. The game moving to Coors Field, and and just to look at it in a vacuum, I think this is going to be the craziest home run derby ever because we have a home run derby <laughs> yeah, in Coors sure Field where the most home runs be are insane. hit. That's going to be yeah. insane. And so just, just take it in a vacuum. I am, I'm not, you know, I, it sucks that it's going out of Atlanta, especially, you know, with this being a, a season of honor, Hank Aaron. But the fact that we're going to have a home run derby in Coors Field is objectively not just not including political reasons, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that will be really cool. That would be a cool part of it. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a, a top moment of the season so far. That was that was you know, for the that Braves. was not a top moment. I just I you know as a baseball it was notable. Podcast, it's newsworthy. It was probably the most newsworthy thing baseball did because that yeah. is a subject being talked about in other spheres. Yeah, and you know as a Braves fan, I was really excited to see the All Star Game and Home Run Derby and everything that comes along with that in Atlanta at Truist Field this year. So it is a little sad that they're not going to have it there. But, you know, like you said, there is precedent for this to happen. So it's not like no one could have seen this coming. So I don't know. I think MLB had to do what they had to do. And Atlanta and the state of Georgia have to deal with the consequences. That's that's all I'm going to say on it. But uh, I think that MLB probably made the right decision. And it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it now. They're going to Denver, and the home run derby is going to be very entertaining to watch. Yes. Uh, I did think of one more bonus top moment of the season. I just got to throw this one out there. Um, so Tuesday morning, I just woke up, and I was thinking, Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to hit a leadoff home run today. I can just feel it. So I decided to send that out onto Twitter. And I'm not that popular on Twitter, so it got like one or two likes maybe. Uh, Joshua Carter, shout out to him. He likes everything I post Braves related. So, uh, but it got one or two likes. Then I go for a run later in the afternoon and I finish up my run and I'm like, oh man, it's almost four o'clock. I'm going to miss the first pitch of the Braves game. But luckily here in Richmond, we have ESPN Richmond that broadcasts all of the Braves games. They're part of the Braves radio network. So driving home from my run, I turn on the radio and I hear the broadcaster say, Ronald Acuna Jr. steps up to the plate for the first pitch of the game and he launches a leadoff home run. 
and I'm just going crazy in my car. Like I called it. I even put down a few dollars on FanDuel on it. So I won some money on it. That was a really fun, exciting moment for me to have predicted that Ronald Acuna Jr. would hit a leadoff home run, which isn't too, I mean, it's not too out there because it's his 20th leadoff home run of his career. He's known for doing this, but that was pretty cool. I knew it was going to happen, and it did. And of course, the Braves ended up losing that game, but they got off to a good start with Ronald Acuna Jr. hitting that home run. He also hit another home run later in the game, so he's gotten off to a good start in this series against the Nationals, although they are currently up 6-5 in the bottom of the third game two of this series. They're playing a doubleheader today on Wednesday, so we'll see if they can hang on to that lead. I don't know. I'm not too confident, but yeah, that was a fun moment yesterday. Well, I'm proud of you, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate that, Trey. Of course, as we've said, we've only played one week of the 2021 season, but it's never too early for some overreactions. Of course, baseball is interesting because you play 162 games, so it's it's really hard to get a feel for how a team or how a player is going to perform after just three or four or five games. But people love to overreact. So, Trey, you already mentioned this, but my biggest overreactions from the start of this season are that the Braves and A's are going to be terrible. We each picked them to win their respective divisions, and they are both winless to start the season. The Braves currently 0-4. The A's are currently 0-6. That's the A's' worst start to the season since 1916. Meanwhile, the Braves... 0-4, they've not won a game since they were up 3-1 on the Dodgers in the NLCS in 2020. (laughs) They have not won a game since that point. They had really good pitching in the first series against Philadelphia, but they just couldn't get the bats going. And now in this series against Washington, they have plenty of offense, but they can't get the pitching under control. They took an early lead in today's game, and then they gave it up in the bottom of the first inning. So they need to figure it out, get the bats and the pitching going at the same time, and get some wins here because I'm not liking the way that the Braves and the A's are looking early on in this season. What are some of the overreactions that you've seen or that you're having? The Orioles are going to win the World Series until they played the (laughs) Yankees Uh, because obviously they got the sweep against the Red Sox, which was incredible. And so that was fun. Other than that, I mean, Mike Trout's a god, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Garrett Cole's really good, uh, but that's not a real reaction because he looked really good. Shohei Atani is going to be the greatest baseball player ever. I'll just put it at that. There we go. Fernando Tatis is fragile. I'll add that one too. I mean, you're not exactly wrong on that one, but Shohei Atani, I'd like to see a good season out of him. If he can do it well from both sides of the game, if he can do really well on the mound this year and at the plate, that'd be really fun to watch. Be interesting to see if he could, you know, if he could end up being in the Cy Young and the MVP conversation. That'd be really cool to watch. I, lo- I love that they let him pitch and hit in the same game as an American League team. That was really cool to see. Yeah, that was. And and the fact that he did what he did in one inning was incredible. Yeah, a 100-mile-per-hour pitch. And I think it's going to help him just from a rhythm point of view if he hits every day. Um, I think that like for him not to hit when he pitches, I think that's I think it's smarter just to let him hit every day. Because that's what an NL pitcher would do. They pitch, I mean, they'd hit when they pitch. So, yeah. Might as well just let them hit every day and keep a rhythm. Yeah, definitely. And then on uh, Monday night, the day after he pitched, he wasn't in the lineup, but he did come in as a pinch hitter later in the game, ended up getting on base. And I think they, that he contributed to the Angels 
uh, winning that game on Monday night against the Astros. So he, he could he, be the ultimate weapon in the postseason. Truly, yeah, like, he could. If, if he plays to his his abilities, he could be the ultimate weapon in the postseason because you could bring him on as a pinch hitter and then throw him as a pitcher. Yeah, he could be really dangerous and really useful for the Angels going forward this season. That's it, man. Uh, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, a little shorter. Uh, as as the season goes on, we'll try to move to two episodes a week. But our once our week and our schedules figured out, we're gonna do that so we can stay up to date. Make sure you follow us on all social medias at Mackins twenty one, at Trey Lyle, as well as at Foul Ball Area on across all social media platforms. Uh, make sure you rate and review wherever you get the podcast. For Trey Lyle, that was Matthew Atkins. Thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.